From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 4th of August. Good afternoon. In today's video, we're going to be talking about China's military drills around Taiwan. But we'll also be running through three other important news stories today and discussing why Ukraine is less in the news at the moment. But first, China ups the ante around Taiwan. A couple of days ago, we witnessed the Speaker of the US House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, touching down in Taiwan. Something the White House would have preferred she didn't do, largely because of the backlash it was obviously going to cause. Regardless, Pelosi arrived in Taiwan because she wanted to show her solidarity with the country, as while it is self-ruled, China still views it as a breakaway region. But this isn't the first time she's stood up to China. In fact, all the way back in 1991, she went to Tiananmen Square and unfolded a banner that read, to those that died for democracy in China. Her visit then has been viewed as a provocative act by the Chinese state and something that breaks their one China principle. As such, President Xi has responded by engaging in his own provocative acts, military drills. And these military drills might have only just started, but they're set to go on until Saturday. The drills began by China launching multiple ballistic missiles into the waters surrounding Taiwan at about 2pm their time yesterday. But it's also been reported that two Chinese drones flew over the Kinmen area, an area of Taiwan, later in the day. A major general in Taiwan's defense command said of this drone encounter that we immediately fired flares to issue warnings and drive them away. After that, they turned around, with him going on to say that they came into our restricted area and that's why we dispersed them. Now, according to Chinese state media, the remaining drills will use some of China's most advanced weapons, including DF-17 hypersonic missiles and J-20 stealth fighters. In response to the Chinese military drills, the US have stationed a Navy P-8A Poseidon Maritime Patrol plane and an American PH-16R anti-submarine helicopter Seahawk in the area southwest of Taiwan, according to the South China Morning Post. Additionally, Taiwan has scrambled a Mirage 2000 and F-5 fighter jets in order to keep an eye on the ongoing situation. Obviously, such an escalation isn't something that world leaders are too thrilled about. Speaking of the situation, the EU's High Representative for Foreign Affairs said that there's no justification to use this visit as a pretext for aggressive military activity in the Taiwan Strait. It is normal and routine for legislators from our countries to travel internationally. But it seems that we could be heading that way, and we'll keep you updated on this situation as it develops. Okay, so that's the biggest story of today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other big stories that you need to know about. The defamation trial of InfoWars conspiracy theorist Alex Jones took a surprising turn yesterday when it was revealed that his attorneys had messed up and sent the opposing legal team an entire copy of every text message that Jones had written over a two-year period. Now, this case being heard will determine exactly how much in damages Jones will have to pay to the parents of each victim of the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, a massacre which Jones has spread false conspiracy theories about on his shows 
even calling it a hoax involving actors. Now, the parents are seeking at least $150 million and have testified about harassment, distress, and even death threats they've endured as a result of Jones's supporters. Now, revelations about the contents of Jones's phone is bad news for him, as he'd previously provided sworn testimony that he had no messages on his phone referencing Sandy Hook, something that the parents' lawyer can now demonstrate is demonstrably false which puts Jones in some serious legal hot water. Notably, Alex Jones has also told the court that he now believed the massacre was 100% real. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make The Daily Briefing part of your daily routine. Or search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Europe's largest nuclear power plant is now completely out of control, according to the Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency. The plant, which is in the southeast of Ukraine, was captured by Russian troops back in early March, with troops allegedly beginning to use the plant as a de facto shield from which to launch weapons, safe in the knowledge that Ukrainian forces would not retaliate lest they cause a nuclear incident. Rafael Grossi told the Associated Press that every principle of nuclear safety has been violated at the plant, and that what is at stake is extremely serious and extremely grave and dangerous. In fact, there are growing fears about the repeat of a 1986 Chernobyl-like incident, with the IAEA chief desperately stressing that the organization needs access to the site to determine its condition and prevent a nuclear incident from happening. For our final story today, let's turn to Germany where the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has said that Russia is to blame for the delays in shipping a key turbine for the Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline. And this turbine's important because Gazprom claim that it's to blame for the reduced gas flow from Russia to Europe. However, Scholz has stressed that what's important to me is to make clear that this turbine is ready for action at any time, there's nothing preventing it from being transported to Russia. After Schultz's comments, the Kremlin spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, said that the holdup related to documentation, specifically that Gazprom needs papers on its technological condition in order to confirm that the turbine isn't subject to sanctions, leading a German government spokesperson to say that no such documentation is even required. In the same speech, Schultz also hinted at potentially allowing Germany's remaining nuclear power plants to remain operational beyond the end of this year, an extension which previously wouldn't have been allowed, but is looking more and more necessary in the light of the Nord Stream chaos. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to see our discussion about why Ukraine isn't in the news as much anymore, then you can watch the extended, ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday. Available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. 
That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free, too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.